2: My name is Greg Haidt, I'm part of the Ring of Wrestling Show, I'm here with uh, Brian H. Waters. And we're getting ready to introduce and, and speak to one of the most illustrious superstars in WWE history. This Saturday, he has a match against Gunther and Sheamus, he's competing for the Intercontinental title. He is the Scottish warrior, Drew McIntyre. Welcome, welcome Drew. I'm good, I'm good, welcome Drew, it's good to see you again. Yes.
1: Hello, how are we?
2: Yeah, we're doing better now that you're here, man.
1: That's a lot of energy <laughs> for WrestleMania. We got some more energy?
2: like <laughs> on, Now, I want to kick this off with a question about a graphic that I saw from BT Sport, who is the, for those of you who don't know, they're WWE's partner in the UK. They broadcast all the matches, and they put out a graphic with all of your accolades throughout the years, including, you know, the Royal Rumble winner and the WWE title wins, and they called you uh, the flag bearer for professional wrestling in Britain. And I know you grew up you know, in the UK watching this and dreaming of being here. How does that feel to, to hear you get that stamp of approval from your country, especially after them coming together to watch you at Cardiff, try to take those titles off of Roman Reigns?
1: Yeah, that's pretty incredible. I'm so proud to represent all of my fans across the world, but being from scotland which is such a small country only five million people and the uk being british you could fit entire britain into texas over three times that's how I small didn't realize that. that's how small a country is and obviously we've had a few success stories with uh, you know william regal and the british bulldog in particular but nobody had been able to win a royal rumble for one even though bulldog was close and sean Michaels stole it i think
2: he, nobody, i say he won i say he
1: won nobody had won the world title and you know, to get signed as a first ever Scott at 21 years old was cool, but inevitably to go through my journey and finally win that Royal Rumble, be the first Brit to win the Rumble and then the first Brit to become WWE champion two times over was so cool. And I've heard so many people from the UK tell me, you know, it's inspired me to chase my dreams and even though no, we're from a small place we want to dream big because when I was a kid I used to say I want to be in WWE since I was five years old and everybody told me that's an American thing don't be silly drew <laughs> but I believed in myself I worked hard and finally pulled it off and to hear comments like that's awesome to see the representation across the board from people from the UK and it's incredible not just the UK all across the world like it's so Conan talked about it last night during his introduction for Ray we get so many people from such diverse backgrounds now represented it's so cool
2: you mentioned your, your journey across the across the world and and coming up in britain during that journey you crossed paths with sheamus and that's been well documented but did you also get to cross paths with your your other opponent uh, gunther during that journey
1: i did we never actually had any matches but when i was first gone from wwe and i was trying to kind of remake my name from uh, the 3MB guy to a main event player. <laughs> um, you know, I had my work cut out for me to undo that damage. But I knew social media was so powerful. I knew how hard I was willing to work and I was willing to travel the world. And um, every country I went to, I tried to find an opponent. Because, um, you know, out in the independent scene, there aren't a lot of big physical guys. So, you know, I'm six foot five and 280 pounds. At the time, I was probably about 250. And I was like, who can believably take down, Leo you know, Drew right now, who can beat me up, and I'd find, like, Killian Dane in Scotland, then I went yeah. to wrestle WXW in Germany, the 16-carat gold tournament, one of the biggest independent tournaments in the world, it's awesome, and I saw this big giant guy, and I've heard him say this to me recently, he was like, yeah, you told me that big baby over there, because he's so... big at the time, he's such a baby face. (laughs) Now he's the one. I want to wrestle him one day and the match never materialized throughout the independence even though we really were making our names, making big waves throughout the independence and similar companies, WXW, Evolve, etc. But the match never happened. We tangled briefly you know, maybe in his former incarnation but no, Gunther and I have only been interacting in the Royal Rumble match where himself, Sheamus and myself beat the hell out of each other. And now to finally have that match with him and not just with him, add in Sheamus and our 20-year friendship. And Sheamus is really old, so I'm glad we finally got that <laughs> WrestleMania match. Because it might be his last one, the three of the most physical guys, I think, in the history of WWE. Because... And any real fight I've been in, I've never been hit as hard as someone like a Sheamus hits me or a Gunther hits me. And I've never hit anybody as hard as I hit them because I'd be scared I'd put them in hospital or something. That's how physical we get, and this is a match people are going to be talking about.
2: Yeah, so I was going to say. You said you was traveling Europe looking for a big physical guy, and then you come to L.A., and you got two of them that you got to deal with tomorrow.
3: So, Drew, last year um, at WrestleMania in Dallas, I was at the bar a couple nights before, and I seen a couple of guys who were from Scotland and they came to see you. What does it mean when you
1: go out there at WrestleMania, and you look out and see people uh, who are from your home country, knowing they came to see you specifically? Yeah, that's awesome. And I can, I can basically hear the people like, because. There's not very many of them, but they're so loud. You know, if you ever see like soccer matches or real football, you kick with your feet, football, <laughs> <Yeah>. football.
2: <laughs> Actual uh, football.
1: Yeah, the crowds are insane and they'll have their songs they sing. They're so loud. So even though there's a small pocket of them, that's when I can hear the songs that you heard at Clash of the cast. So yeah. That you heard in Saudi, which was insane to me, like the Oh Drew McIntyre. They have a big football culture yeah, there yeah, too right. as well. So I'm yeah, pretty yeah. Sure I was like, we're wrestling, uh, who did a wrestling in Saudi last time? Cage match with uh, cross, and I remember just turning and looking around, going, oh my God, they're singing the song. That's so <laughs> wild, and it was, yeah, to hear people in the crowd singing it at Mania is cool, but the thing that blows my mind most is the connection I've made with everybody, not just from back home, like in America, etc. cetera. For, I spent so many years in WWE in my first run as a bad guy, as a heel, not so relatable, from a different country, don't look like you know, everybody here, and then I went away, had my journey, came back, and I was back as just a bigger version, big, hairy, angry Scotsman that nobody could relate to. I was just a good opponent for the top good guys. The one, actually, there was one guy that related to me, the big, hairy, angry Scotsman in Scotland, going, I get that guy, I get that guy. <laughs> eviscerate the competition, systematically eviscerate them and all the stupid crap I used to say that nobody would ever say. And then one day, I finally got to be myself at the end of 2019, speak the way I spoke in Independence, speak the way I'm speaking right now, just having a laugh, being myself, I kick arse when the bell rings, but in real life, I can be a bit of a goof. I'm not afraid to fall flat in my face. <laughs> and I got this story that I've had to overcome so much, and people can relate to that, especially over these past few years, about getting knocked down and fighting and never giving up on your dream. And that's where that connection was really made with everybody across the world. Yeah. Last year at WrestleMania, I always wanted to ask you this. You cut the ring, I you mean, know, cut the ring ropes. Ray Mysterio had to come out there right afterwards. Did he say anything to you about it? No, he's too nice. <laughs> <laughs> if I was him, I would have, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, I was very worried about that. Um, that was not like a planned stunt, where the ropes were just gonna magically break. It was a real sword. It was really sharp, which I was worried about people touching during my entrance stuff. It was extra sharp that night. And there's a technique to cut ropes. You can't just swing down straight with all your might, because I tried that and practiced it a few times, and it worked maybe legitimately 55% of the time. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to go out here at WrestleMania, have this match, have this mania moment where I slice the ring rope, but it's only supposed to be the top rope, by the way, and it's not going to cut, and I'm going to look like an idiot in front of the entire world. So (laughs) I was terrified. So finally, I kind of got the technique. You have to kind of slice through like samurai sword style, and you have to get it perfect. So the moment came, I swung that sword, and it, thank God I went through the top rope, the middle rope, but almost went through the bottom rope. Oh and then God. the ring crew were struggling to put it back together, but I was walking back like, that could have been <laughs> a really bad Mania moment <laughs> yeah. if that didn't work.
2: Now, you talk about having a WrestleMania
1: moment. I know Sheamus has sort of been... Also kicked out at the end of days. I like to remind Corbin that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I, if you want to tweet Corbin, hey, remember when Drew kicked out of the end of days, he loved fir- that. The
2: first person to kick out of the end of days, and... I remember I interviewed so you a couple of days before it. that, and you, you said it was going to happen. I know typically people don't like wrestlers to give out those spoilers, but Drew McIntyre gave us a guarantee last year. Um, can you give us another guarantee? Are you going to be the one to walk out of SoFi Stadium with the Intercontinental Champion? I know laser, I know Sheamus has been laser-focused on it, but I mean... How unreasonable is he being i
1: think very you both have goals and dreams yeah, I, i'm just trying to live my dream over here was four weeks before mania i didn't have a match hey i'll fake gunther for the title maybe i'll win i'll get a mania match i'll give him the first opportunity and he come out there screaming at me he's out a 10 <laughs> Like, let's talk about this maybe maybe i should have asked you first maybe you know we should have a conversation and not screaming drew's face every two seconds you know remember that time i got fired and you were winning world titles and making all that top guy money and i was making no money and I'm back to WWE and I'm just playing catch up because you've won literally everything except that one (laughs) title. All right, Thanos, you want all the Infinity Stones? Cam yourself. Let little brother catch up. (laughs) Let's not be so freaking unreasonable here. But with guarantees, I guarantee it's going to be physical. It's going to be a hell of a match. It's a triple threat, so someone could sneak a pin away from me. But I'm feeling good that Drew McIntyre is going to win the IC title. The first title I won in WWE, 24 years old. I didn't. Thank you. I didn't appreciate it back then as much as I should have. I loved it, I appreciated it, but it was part of my mindset. I was like, I win the IC title first, that's what Brett did, that's what Sean did, then you move on to the world title. I saw it more as like a stepping stone, which is insane to say, but it was part of my game plan. Now it's totally different, you know. but I get that IC title. That's going to be a full circle moment for me. It's going to mean the world to me. It's going to finally be that moment where I have the title with live fans there. So it's been yeah. 300 days as WWE champion with not one live fan in the building. I'm still chasing that moment. Obviously, Solo took it away at Cardiff. With the Usos, Sheamus and I got screwed. Now this is my chance at WrestleMania for the IC title.
3: All right, so I know we got to get out of here sir. You mentioned the WWE championship. Did you give Cody any advice uh, going into a match with Roman that maybe... He can capitalize on with something that you would have been able to capitalize on had Solo not made his appearance.
1: I mean, I, I don't know what to tell him because that family's extensive. <laughs> like, he's the same as myself. He went away. We're former tag team champions, by the way. We're 24. Both of us the same age. Uh, we both had very similar journeys. I went out there, uh, reinvented myself became a verb as my brother said to do a drew you know leave wwe and (laughs) reinvent yourself succeed i believe that when wwe when people are released they say you know go out and do a drew i think that's a term now they say and cody took it to the next level and started a company he's done so well for himself he came back he's been killing it Um, yeah he knows what he's doing i don't have to give him any advice except just watch your six like, there's a very extensive family. I made a joke one time and I was half serious. I was like, man, I'm going to have to go door to door and just beat up every member of this family. And I like The Rock. I don't want to show up. <laughs> I don't want to show up to Hollywood and chap his door and go, I'm sorry, brother, and beat the crap out of The Rock. But that's what you're going to have to do to take them down. You have to take out the whole family first.
2: <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Listen, Drew, we could sit here and talk to you all day, but we've been wrapped up. We got to let you go. I know you have more media appearances to make. Thank you for coming out, hanging out with us. Good luck later today uh, as you take on Sheamus and Gunther for that Intercontinental Championship.
1: Thank you. Appreciate you all. Good luck today, brother.
0: This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits... and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Ringer Wrestling Show continues.
3: Joining us right now is the WWE Raw Women's Champion as she finishes her Starbucks coffee for a long night she got tonight. The one and only Bianca Belair, ladies and gentlemen. Make some noise. My goodness. EST. 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 Welcome to the Ring of Wrestling Show. Thank you for bringing the hardware. First off, I want to say, I want to get right into it. We've been talking, we've been having this Miss WrestleMania conversation for a while. And obviously, that's a thing that you want to have, like, after your career is over or whatever. Like, that's that's a long sort of accolade. But last year, killed it year before, killed it, this year you're going in again as a world champion, taking on Oscar. When people start talking Mr. WrestleMania, how bad do you kind of want that name? How bad do you want that? Like, I know, I know you're very humble, but you know, you had to have that in the back of your head.
4: Uh, yeah, definitely it's in the back of my head. They actually mentioned it to me um, backstage before my match last year. And so that's when I was like, oh, okay. I see where this is going. Okay. Um, but now I definitely want it. You know, I think that, you know, this WrestleMania is the biggest WrestleMania for me yet. I know I've main evented 37 and, and Becky Lynch and I stole the show last year and I won this title. Now I'm walking into this WrestleMania with this title. So it's a lot of pressure on the line. And if I win, I'll go three feet. So You know, I'm on my way to be in Miss WrestleMania.
3: I'm about to say, just 21 21 more WrestleManias to go. You
4: catch the (laughs) Undertaker.
2: (laughs) So, you're actually, I was looking up some stats and and doing my research. You're one of very few people to win a world title at a WrestleMania and then walk into the next WrestleMania still defending that same title. So, sorry about that feedback. When you do these things, do you, like, have these goals set in mind that you... Get that title, knowing you want to hold it for a year, knowing that you want to hold it for the next WrestleMania?
4: I didn't exactly have that goal in mind when I was going after the title and when I won because, for me, whatever, I focus on the goal that's in front of me initially. So when I won this title at WrestleMania last year, like, that's all I wanted to do. I was just trying to, you, you know, it was my redemption story. I was just trying to get this title, and then once I got it, I was focused on that. And then, you know, the... I started having more obstacles, you know, where where Bailey came back, and I had last woman standing match, and then I had damage control I had to worry about, then war games. So, the more we went on, and the more you know, I kept the title, and then you know, I defend against Alexa, and then we started getting closer to Mania, and I'm like, oh, I think I'm about to walk into Mania with this thing, Um, and so now we're here, and so now I'm walking into Mania with the title, um, and it's it's different because my my last two Manias I was the challenger. And so I was All trying right. to get to the mountaintop. And it's hard to get to the mountaintop, but it's even harder to stay there. So it's a lot different now. But I always focus on the goal that's right in front of me and try not to get too far ahead of myself.
3: You talk about walking into WrestleMania. I want to know
4: about the fit. Because, I mean, uh-huh. well, well, because, you know. You knew how, that, I, was you knew it, that was coming. You knew that was
3: coming. No, in the past, you know, you you, you, you do tailor your fits to what's going on. I mean, we in Hollywood. What, what, and, and also, what, I mean, I, I don't want to give no spoilers on what the entrance is going to be, but that last entrance was a moment for people, uh, that, like people tweeting all day. So, the black, you, folks too, can, black folks too, the black folks was real tight. you know what time It was it tight, I was like, was. like <laughs> was. Can you give us any insight on what you're going to be rocking?
4: Oh, So I think that's the most asked question I've got gotten this weekend. Um, I know I kind of. Set myself up last year with, with, a, with the with HBCU band in my entrance. And I'm like they're like, how are you going to top that? I'm like, I don't know. Uh, but it's WrestleMania. You got to go big. Um, I, I have something planned, and hopefully we can make it happen. And if it does, it's very sentimental to me, and I'm excited for it. Uh, and as far as my gear, I can't, y'all, I can't, you know. I, I will say we're in Hollywood. It's L.A., and... It is one of my dream goals. That's a part of my gear. Is it
3: done? You still working on it?
4: It. You gonna be in the lift coming over? Are you are you actually stitching it 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 yourself? Yes, I I literally had to pack the sewing machine in my suitcase. But I'm not in my hotel a lot, so it's literally back there in my suitcase, and I'll be hand stitching it backstage tonight, WrestleMania, all the way up until tomorrow. So it's not finished. So I don't. That's one reason too. I don't want to tell you too much about the gear because I don't even know if we're gonna have it tomorrow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bianca. Yesterday we had a uh, Dana Brooke on the on the show, and uh, you did something incredible this year. Like while you were world champion, you were like, you know what? I'm going to do this bodybuilding thing real quick and just win a couple more medals and just say, <laughs> right. if, if you couldn't be any more perfect, you're just like, yeah, not only am I going to make my clothes, I'm going to go out and also be a world competitive bodybuilder. And you did that. Um, we talked to her about it, and she said it is such a mentally taxing thing to do while not just wrestling, being the raw women's champion. So I guess the question I have for you is, what's more tougher to prepare for? Competitive bodybuilding or this WrestleMania match against Oscar?
4: Oh, definitely the WrestleMania match. Um, what I will say is that I gained um, so much respect for the people in the fitness industry. You know, you look at it, and you're like, okay, you're just trying to make your body look good, but there's so much preparation that goes into it. It's so much commitment. The physical part is hard, working out the, you know, the cardio, uh, the, the weight training. But it was more so the diet for me, and it was the traveling on top of it with my, with my WWE schedule. It was. Crazy, I was in Saudi trying to prep and trying to find time to train, and it was the time difference. And it was, it, and even being on the road um, for our live events when we had shows Saturday night, and I had to drive you know three hours to the next city, I, I would get to the next city at three o'clock in the morning, and I still had an hour of cardio to do, so I was doing cardio in three o'clock in the morning just to get it in. So it, it was tough and it was hard and it was mentally challenging, but. Wrestlemania, nothing compares to Wrestlemania, nothing compares to Asuka, you know? I know, I kept seeing it. Yeah, no,
3: I got you, I got you. I was going to let you hang he loves out loves
4: me. Oh, we um, need something um, up here. Got him. Boom, look at and it. it. And got right. him. Look at that. Got, got him. Right. Got his
3: ass. Got <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. You can't mess ass. with the Raw <laughs> Women's Champion. <laughs>
4: But yeah, um, nothing compares to WrestleMania. And now with me stepping in the ring with Asuka, who I've always, I've always considered Asuka one of the best female wrestlers in the world. And now I have to step in the ring with her. And I have seen what Asuka is capable of. When I first got into WWE and NXT, she was a champion. And she had the longest reigning NXT reign ever. So you know, now to be stepping in the ring with her, um, that's definitely hard to prepare for. I feel
3: like the last several WrestleMania matches have been very personal for you, obviously. Sasha Banks, first Royal Rumble winner, going into main event. Last year, the Becky story was extremely personal. Huge. This year, you spent most of the year pretty much teaming with Asuka, being homies, you know what I mean? And now you're going into WrestleMania, and uh, obviously things have changed. Uh, How do you kind of mentally prepare for somebody not only that you have a lot of respect for, but is extremely dangerous in the ring as well?
4: Well it's I always say I stay ready so I don't have to get ready, but I know facts. that's right. Yeah. Facts. Oh yeah <laughs> facts, but 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 it's really hard to prepare for someone when you don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Uh you like you said, I've been teaming with Asuka almost, you know, the whole year. We were on the same war games team and you know, when I when I saw that she won Elimination Chamber, I was super excited. Uh, you know I won a little Miss Chamber last year to get to Wrestlemania now she won this year to get to me and we're going to Wrestlemania but it's hard to prepare for someone that you don't know what to expect and Asuka's different you know she's coming out looking different acting different and playing Spin, in my face, so, yeah, right. dancing with my Literally. title, drooling <laughs> on my title, throwing it at my feet, attacking me from behind. I'm like, okay, I thought we was res- was respecting each other, but <laughs> I'm learning something new today. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's WrestleMania. We're two competitors with the same goal. She's trying to get her big WrestleMania win, and I'm trying to get my big WrestleMania win.
2: Now, you talked about the challenge of preparing for the fitness competition, the challenge of preparing for Oscar. I want to talk to you about a different kind of challenge this reality show and having cameras enter your home and follow you 24/7 in addition to like the cameras that you have to deal with for Monday Night Raw and the WWE media stuff how was that and and really give me give me the tea because Rosenberg is not here and he doesn't let me get into my reality TV talk so while while he's away I want to really get into this with you man cuz I'm looking forward to this show
4: it's um it's interesting um it's interesting and I was actually someone that was always like I would never do reality TV. I would never do it, and I learned to never say never because now I'm doing it. Look at um, but it's, it's interesting, you know. It's uh, we're used to having the camera in our face, but that's that's when we're in the ring. That's when I'm, you know, Bianca Belair in the ring, and and when the red light comes on, that's who I become. And now it's different because when we're home and you know in our private space, and now there's a camera in our home, and the red light comes on, and I go straight to being Bianca Belair, and I'm like, wait. No, I'm home now, so I can like you know turn it down a notch. But then I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm just not used to being Bianca at home with a camera in my face, but. Um, So it's interesting, and 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 I'm excited because I feel like, you know, we've shown the fans who we are in the ring, and we're going to get to show them who we are outside the ring. Pull the curtain back a little bit, and I will say the guy that y'all see in the ring with Montez is who I get at home. (laughs) So that's who who you're going to get. But there's a a different side to me, and I'm I'm excited to show that side and, and show our family and show that dynamic and show how we navigate our marriage with, you know, the traveling schedule and being in WWE.
2: When can we expect to see that? Like around this summer or?
4: Um, we're actually filming right now. We started filming our first episode, Royal Rumble Week. Mm. And so nice. and now we're, we're filming this weekend. So we're basically getting the most exciting time of the year, which is the road to WrestleMania. The busiest Absolutely. time of the year is chaotic. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. So uh, that's what we're still filming. Um, and we'll be filming for the next couple of months. So once we finish filming, we'll have a, a more of a set date of when it'll actually come out. But it'll be on Hulu. Thanks. And when it,
2: when it comes out, can I tell Rosenberg that the EST said that she wants to come to Cheap Heat to talk about the show?
4: Definitely.
2: He won't let me do it, but if I... You, can I name drop Bianca Belair and tell... You,
4: yes, you can name drop me. Perfect. Perfect. We got to promote y'all heard it, and, her I, and it. all of y'all better watch because I be seeing y'all saying that y'all, y'all want it, so watch because we need the ratings, okay? <laughs> Lots, of Lots of clicks. Lots of
3: clicks. Bianca, obviously, there's champions in the company. There's popular people in the company you're in a very unique position where you're a champion, yes, but you're very much the face of WWE, right? Like you're almost, you know, we joke on the podcast a lot, we call you Jane Cena, right? Like you are, you are everywhere and everything to everybody when it comes to WWE. Talk to me about the extra added responsibility that comes with not just being the champion, but doing all the press, doing the reality shows, doing Jamel Hill's podcast, doing SportsCenter, doing all that. It's more than just, and on top of that, you got to go out and put on an amazing show going bell to bell. Talk to me about having that added responsibility about being the face of WWE, especially as a black woman.
4: Um, It's it's very busy. Um, I I don't have a lot of time, but... I'm just honored to be in this position you know i get to go out there in the ring and, and be inspiration but i get to you know do a, amazing things outside the ring and i get to you know bring bring more eyes to the product i want to take my title to as many places as i possibly can be on as many interviews and podcasts and different you know just different events so i can bring more eyes to the product but you know for me it brings more of a why to what what i do i'm not just in the ring just trying to win this title i'm being representation i'm being inspiration i'm going to meet other people i'm also opening eyes to wwe because I, i do still feel like in some areas there's this misconception about what a wrestler is and what wwe is and so when we get to show up on the scene we're showing them who we are and we're showing that there's someone in wwe for everybody and, you know, I remember going to the ESPYs and we got on the stage and we got our award. And during the commercial break, it w- there were some comedians, you know, just killing the time between the commercial break. And they mentioned They were like, wait, it's WWE superstars that look like that? <laughs> like, like, okay, we about to start watching. So that's what, you know, we, that's the whole purpose of it. And to have my my name in the same conversation as John Cena. I mean, John Cena is amazing. Uh, he's such like, he's the GOAT even when he comes back to shows he's behind um, backstage in front of the monitor start to finish of the show he's giving everybody advice he's giving everybody gems and whether he's in the main event or he's on the pre-show he shows up he shows out and he never says he never says no to anything so I What advice want to has he given steps. you? Great question Oh, so he actually gave me some amazing advice after SummerSlam. Um, the 26 seconds moment that happened and he walked up to me he was like how are you feeling? And you know, I said, oh, you know, this, 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 this. He goes, no, 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 no. How do you really feel? And- Hey, John. I was like-
3: Kept to the buck. Uh, Kept to the buck.
4: <laughs> okay, well, since you asked. Can we close the door? You know, is anybody around? And so we had this whole conversation and he dropped me some amazing gems and he gave me an example, Daniel Bryan. And um, basically, he, how he said it was going to work out is exactly how it worked out and he knows he it's knows. John Cena. He knows, but he's also just giving me so much advice like even as far as when I come back from my matches and telling me as a you know babyface do this or do that and I've applied so much of his advice to what I do. I mean, he's John Cena, he's the GOAT.
3: Bianca Belair will be taking on Oscar t- tomorrow tonight. Tomorrow. tomorrow, yes, tomorrow. Tomorrow. tomorrow, tomorrow, sorry, tomorrow. Work Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. Hey, hey, Sunday. I, I just got the <laughs> round out Thursday, Sunday night against Oscar Bianca Belair for the third time at WrestleMania, going in as Raw Women's Champion. Good E-S-S- luck. E S T. So you really got a busy E-S-T- one. E-S-T- Thank E-S-T- you guys so much.
4: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
3: Live at the WWE Superstore, like we said, you guys want to stick around. We got some great guests. And joining me right now, my god, David Shoemaker, and the one and only Benjamin Cruz is the WWE Intercontinental Champion, Gunta. What's going on, sir? How you feeling?
5: I feel great. Thank you. Thank you for having
3: me. Man, you have been on an incredible run this past year. I feel like... You know, a lot of people when they go to the main roster, there's a little bit of growing pains, there's a little bit of figuring themselves out. None of that with you. Like you came right on the scene, won the Intercontinental Championship, and not only did you sort of like reset the bar on what a champion is, but you reset the bar on what people thought of who you are. You had a new name, had a new physique, knew everything. Talk to me about just about the uh, the mental state that you had to be in to come in and just completely change yourself, but not lose any momentum as a main
5: roster superstar? I wouldn't say completely change myself. I think (laughs) when it comes to the stuff in the ring, it's almost the same, but I just thought I need to make a transition. Getting on that big of a stage now, I got to bring the best version of myself. And you mentioned that I was lucky enough I could do my growing outside of WWE for a long time. And then for NXT UK and Europe, uh, so I felt, yeah, primed and ready to take on the challenge now.
0: You know, it's, thanks for coming, by the way. For, so it's, it's, I was trying to do the math. This is your first WrestleMania on the main roster. Yes. But we're only, correct me if I'm wrong, five years rem- removed from you doing WrestleMania weekend as an indie wrestler, right? I mean, you- you. you
5: it should be five years, yeah. Yeah,
0: so I mean, I, I remember walking, I remember leaving WrestleMania when you were the guy people were talking about, but you weren't even in WWE. you know, yeah. Making your mark there this is your first time, it must be a big deal, but explain a little bit about how much of a change that's been, I mean, it was, it's, it's been different kinds of big deals the whole way through, right?
5: Yeah, it is like the, I think that's in every career, it's kind of like that, you grit your teeth and you do all the, you stick with it and go through the uncomfortable phase of your career, mm-hmm. and once you get to a point where you're comfortable with yourself and your skill, then things take off kind of fast, like yeah. things happen very fast and big things happen very fast. So when it comes to that, it's definitely an adjustment period. Uh, but once you get used to the craziness a little bit, if that makes sense, then, yeah, it's good. I, I embrace it, so I'm having a great time. Great.
6: You're obviously amazing in the ring. You've got it all, and one of the things that stands out is your chest chops are just next level. It so, looks so painful on TV. I can only imagine what, it, what your opponents are feeling in the ring. Has there been a time when you've gotten to the back and someone has said to you, that really hurt. <laughs> or just whether they, were, whether they were joking or they were serious, has there been a, a, a chop that you wish, mm, I could have maybe uh, gone 95% on that one?
5: No, I never regret anything. Uh, but yeah, I guess nobody to me, like to me, nobody mentioned that.
6: I know people mentioned it to somebody else
5: before, but I don't care about that. So. <laughs>
6: I mean That's the Adam tough. the Adam Cole one is, is is a legendary one, Ricochet obviously as well. But there's if you're if you go on YouTube there's there's like three minute clips of you just chopping people, yeah. and it, it's an incredible watch for anyone who enjoys that sound.
3: You know, go through um, this match you have coming up against uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Um, obviously, a lot of people's early pick for match of the weekend, just because of uh, I guess. I don't want to say the hype, but like the ability to overcome what you did at Clash of the Castle, which a lot of people thought was the match of the year. Do you go into WrestleMania thinking, I got to top that, and then how are we going to do
5: it? I'm going in thinking I want to defend the Intercontinental Championship, that's first right. and <laughs> foremost. Um, but yeah, I'm aware that's a match people are excited for. I think what's really cool about it, it's a real Intercontinental Championship match, because Chambers is from Ireland. Drew's from Scotland, I'm from Austria, we all have, even though it's different careers, we all had to start at some point to make our way over. So it's a little bit of a longer, yeah, it's a little bit of a longer journey for us than it would be for somebody that is born over here, right? Um, And I think just style-wise, we're all very physical, very intense, restless, and I think that just, yeah, that will mix well, and I think it will be to the enjoyment of everybody.
3: Just just to add to that, you know, I compare that to, you know, when the dream team of basketball went to Barcelona, right?
5: Yes. And
3: a lot of people who weren't really into basketball saw that for the first time. I was like, wow, when I grow up, I want to try and be that. You guys all come from outside of America and figured out a way to get to the biggest stage out there. On the grand scheme of things, have you saw, have you, has it really hit you just as how much of the international sort of influence that yourself? Drew McIntyre and Sheamus have all had as far as showing there's different paths to get to the biggest stage out here. Has, it, has that part hit you yet?
5: Um, I mean, the Europeans are taking over slowly, step oh, by yeah. step. With <laughs> a bunch of us right now, uh, pretty established. I think that's that's very cool to see. That's something that makes me proud, definitely, because I love the European style of wrestling. It's more more focused on the competition. It's more physical. Uh, there's less showmanship. Um... And that's what i enjoy Uh, and always like makes me proud to do my part today
0: that. uh i want to take you back to the royal rumble you had a much talked about showdown with brock lesnar a little little nose to nose action in that i think that goes to some of what you're talking about some of the what makes your style what makes you what makes you i think beloved by all the fans is you can have a moment with a wrestler just going face to face that has everybody trying to catch their breath for a second. But what's it like to look in the eyes of someone like Lesnar and think, maybe WrestleMania, maybe a WrestleMania down the road? Like, how how, how do you you take that moment?
5: It felt great. And also it was because you always see things popping up on the internet. And Mm -hmm. often that doesn't translate into real life. Yeah. And just I think that moment was everything I needed out of it. Because it was like a real life confirmation that people want to see that matchup. Yeah. So, and I think that's all I needed for now. I think I do my thing, he's gonna do his thing. I think in the long run, there's gonna be no way for, like, no way to avoid that our paths cross again.
6: I want to take you back even further a little bit to Clash at the Castle. Uh, You you and Sheamus put put on an absolute banger. Uh, It was just an incredible, incredible match. In some people's eyes, you know, match of the year type stuff, and, you know, there's a reason for that obviously you know you're taking on him and drew uh this this weekend is there any you know added pressure for you to obviously defending the title comes first and foremost but you know the, the performance of it all with this being wrestlemania do you feel some of that added pressure uh now that you have something to directly compare it to a clash at the castle
5: um no i gotta say uh because i like those situations i love high-pressure situations or uncomfortable situations because I think that's when you grow. And that's how I came up in this business. Like in Austria and Germany, there was a very little scene and not that many good wrestlers. So I was able to get in the ring. They would bring somebody from the States or or from Japan that was on on such a higher level than myself was. Right. But just going through that and standing there as a young person and more or less shitting my pants a little bit and then going through that experience and realizing okay i can like i somehow can pick this up like it's it's feeling good i think doing that for years kind of like primed me for situations right now where i can fully rely on my skill and uh what i do in the ring and makes my life now easier, definitely. I try to, whatever the situation is, I just try to embrace it and fully enjoy it. That's most, the most important thing for me right now. You know, this,
3: this is kind of a two-part question. Um, one of the reasons why I really like your work is that it almost never seems personal, right? Like, it's, you're never doing anything underhanded. You're never really, like, trying to get by. It's all about the mat is sacred. It's all about what happens in between these four ropes. Is all that matters. In addition to that, you mentioned the Royal Rumble. You had the longest time in the Rumble, and at the very end, it was yourself and Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. two people that I think if a lot of people had crystal balls can see you two you know, on a collision course one day. Um, talk to me about that, those minutes that you guys spent in the ring. I know you, sp- you talked about the, the Lesnar moment and all that, but I truly feel like a, a showdown with yourself and Cody Rhodes, especially for higher stakes, is also inevitable i know the intercontinental championship is very important if cody's night goes the way cody night, cody wants it to go is that the next step even with the intercontinental championship around your waist do you want to go back and finish what you started at royal rumble uh,
5: i don't think it's if it's the next step but i think it's definitely something that will somehow happen in the future i think because i think Cody's an opponent that is kind of like suited for me and it's the other way around as well. So I was happy we got that little bit we had in the Rumble to give everybody a taste of, yeah, how it could look like when we do get into the ring.
0: How would you, you talked about the European style, obviously before you came to WWE, there was a lot of European style, there's a lot of sort of American indie style that you were working with. And when you talk about Cody, you and Cody being a good match, are there certain wrestlers that you haven't wrestled inside of WWE that get your gears turning? You think, oh, I would love to see what that would be like.
5: Uh, there are a bunch. Like some of the best in the world are in WWE, so there's a good amount of people to pick from that yeah. you want to get in the ring and.
0: But as a wrestler, do you with. look at like, is there a piece of you like looks at I don't know Big Omos and and it's just like, now that would be fun. Like, I like. I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna... sure
5: if that would be fun, the guys. <laughs> <laughs> Quite taller than me. <laughs> it's a quite uncomfortable situation, actually. Oh, but no, but well, you have to. Uh, I think you have the obvious choices. Uh, and I enjoy being in the ring with most of the guys because it's a different setting with everybody, right? Um, obviously, you can go for the popular names that people mention that are like universally respected as great wrestlers, like AJ Styles, for example. Um, but then everybody brings their own upsides to the table, like. I don't personally like Seamus, for example. But being in the ring with him I know it's gonna be exciting for for the audience because even though he's not the best technician or anything like that, but he's just someone who doesn't back down. Like Seamus is somebody in the ring, you have to yeah, you have to almost get him unconscious or whatever. Like the guy would not stop. And that brings out a way better side in me as well. Like that brings out my energy more as well. And that's what makes it exciting for the fans. So often I think it's more important that the mentality matches up than the skill itself that makes sense.
0: That's really interesting.
6: I mean, we'll get you out of here on this. Um, you know, it's your first WrestleMania. You're you know, going into a, a huge match this weekend. I mean, what's this week been like for you to, to kind of experience it all? And has there been anyone in the locker room who's kind of been giving you advice on how to approach your first main and coming in as champion too
5: um, no I have not received any advice but also I didn't ask anyone yet so. <laughs> <laughs> but also usually I gotta say I stick with my guys with Ludwig and Gio we are we try not to get involved with anybody else if not necessary we try to stick to ourselves focus on our thing and get the most out of that um, and the mental support I get from them is all I need. Uh, I brought my parents out here actually for, for WrestleMania and stuff. They always supported me. That's very important. My wife is here. So that's really all I need. And yeah, I'm just enjoying the week with them. And yeah, just do, do they excited. fully understand
6: like what you're going through with the, with this first mania and kind of the pomp and circumstance that surrounds it all?
5: Um, obviously, my parents, I think they're more excited than I am personally am because I have to be more focused on on the task a little bit if that makes sense but um but yeah they've seen me since i started when i was like 17 or 18 or something they they watched me wrestle in front of 30 people in a gymnasium somewhere in a village in austria and yeah it's a little bit full circle that they that i'm able to bring them out here and they're gonna sit in the crowd for my first wrestlemania match that's definitely very rewarding
3: you know gother i i gotta say uh in the past three years I think the evolution, uh, not just of your character, but you've got yourself into amazing shape. And everybody that we've talked to have kind of talked about their WrestleMania workout, the WrestleMania diet. Did you do anything different to prepare for WrestleMania? Or did you just kind of keep the main thing the main thing and say, hey, it's gotten me this far. I'm going to keep
5: going this way. Yeah, more or less. Like, I'm working with uh a... uh, with a nutrition and uh, co- nutrition coach, and he also helps me with training and stuff like that. So it's always easier to have somebody professional. You just follow along. Uh, but most importantly, it's like when we travel, and then with Gio and Ludwig, that that's the that's the circle that matters because we're pushing each other, we're looking out for each other. Uh, there's no chance to slip. If one of us goes like, ah, oh, today I don't feel like working out, it's like what? It's not possible. It's not possible. And it's more more likely that those two have to tell me not to take a day off. That <laughs> no, talk, talk <laughs> I to gotta me about be honest. Ludwig and Gio, because
3: I, I love their work in NXT. I think that, that we still have only scratched the surface yeah. of what we can see with them on the main roster. What do you see as far as them and Imperium as a whole? Uh, you know, not just taking over SmackDown, but
5: the entire WWE. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very positive. Like, those two are very capable they're amazing wrestlers um i know them for a long time especially ludwig um since we started out in germany we've been traveling together so it's a long time friend uh, and Gio is just a absolute machine like i don't one of the most versatile athletes like in WWE right now he can do everything um and i think it's just it's always like, there's always that sayings like, show me your friends and i show you who you are, right? And that's just, since I'm, them, since I'm living over here and I'm with them constantly, I can feel the positive impact on my life with it because those two are absolute killers that want to go for it. There's no compromise on anything. And that influenced me as well. So um, it's just important to have that very motivated and focused circle of friends uh, behind you um to really make the next steps in your career
0: we got to let you get out of here thank you so much for doing this this has been a thank you guys wrestlemania wrestlemania sheamus drew mcintyre for that beautiful intercontinental championship um you're my pick i hope you do great man thank
5: you very much for having me guys Thank thank you